Hi, and welcome to the Essential Tennis Podcast, your place for free, expert tennis instruction that can truly help you improve your game. Hi, and thank you very much for joining me here on episode number 242 of the Essential Tennis Podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about how to eliminate the second set slump. If you have a pattern of playing really well in the first set, coming out of the gate strong, winning the first set routinely, but then also routinely losing the second set and having to try to fight your way back in a tiebreaker, then today's episode is exactly for you. First, I just I want to quickly thank those of you that have been tuning in. The download numbers have been great. I'm really encouraged by that and happy to see all the emails from old listeners and new listeners just saying that they appreciate the show. Thank you very much. If you'd like to help support the podcast, it would really mean a lot to me if you went to iTunes and left the show a rating and a review. We're already by far the top rated and most rated tennis podcast on iTunes, but it's it's just the, the biggest place where people find podcasts still, and so I love seeing reviews there. So if you wouldn't mind taking a minute or two, I would appreciate it very much. All right, with that, let's get to today's question, which comes to us from Mitch Adams. Mitch wrote to me and said, Hi, Ian. Recently, when I've played tournaments, I found myself into way too many three-set matches. I will win my first set 6-1 or 6-2, only to lose the second set by the same score. I find a way to battle back in the third set, and I've won 13 out of the last 15 three-set matches. That's impressive. (laughs) Uh, Both impressive that you have that many and that you've won that many, Mitch. Uh, He says, some might think that this is mental toughness or mental strength, but I shouldn't be be playing three-set matches against these players to begin with. How can I avoid a letdown and win in straight sets against inferior players? Thank you, Mitch Adams. Okay, great question, Mitch. And I've got some really important things to touch on today. Basically, this is going to come down to, in my experience, one of three main things happening in your game. Two of them are mentally related. The third one actually is kind of also mental, but it's it's tactical as well. And you'll you'll see what I'm talking about. The the three, I'll tell you what the three are, and then we'll touch on them one at a time. Number one is you're relaxing or letting your guard down. Number two, you're getting tight or conservative. And number three, they're making tactical adjustments and you are not. In my experience, usually letdowns like this big swings and momentum are due to one of those three things. I'm going to give you some some help, some guidance, and hopefully some, some good insight to help you avoid whichever of those three you identify are the ones causing you the most amount of trouble. So number one, you're going into a slump because possibly you're relaxing, you're letting your guard down. A really common thing for players to say after they've easily won the first set is, all right, well, the first set is done. This match is basically in the bag. I'm, I'm halfway there. I have all the momentum. I won that set easily. Me and my opponent both know that how this is going to end up is just going to be a repeat of that first set. It's really tempting to say that to ourselves. And then our focus starts to drift because we're no longer taking the match seriously. And you're also no longer really concentrating on what you're doing. 
you've kind of convinced yourself that the match is in the bag, it's over, it's a foregone conclusion that you're going to win, and as a result, your quality of play starts to slip big time. Meanwhile, your opponent is just starting to go into their highest focus mode possible. They're really tightening the screws, trying to clean up as many errors as possible, and this is where they're going to play their best because it's do or die time for them. They just lost the first set in 20 minutes. They got blown out. And so they're saying to themselves, well, crap, I need to, I need to figure out something fast because this match is going to be over in a hurry if I don't clean this up, turn the ship around, and figure out something that works. So the combination of those two things leads to a lot of times, huge second set letdowns for a lot of players. And they're just not even aware that these things are happening, uh, both their own mental focus and also their opponent's mental focus. They're not even aware of their own patterns, much less what's happening on the other side of the court. So, so what's the solution to the letdown, to relaxing? Well, the solution is staying present and executing on each point individually to the best of your ability. And that, that sentence that I just said is kind of opens a huge, huge can of worms. It's a gigantic topic and concept. The, the, just the whole concept of staying present, staying in the moment, aka, you know, basically what I'm talking about is being in the zone, just being totally present, executing on each individual shot, executing on each individual point not getting ahead of yourself, and speaking of which, I'm actually kind of getting ahead of myself here. This is something we're going to unpack a little bit here, and then I'll touch on this topic again when we talk about number two and th the number two and number three reason why players have this second set slump. Now, what this means is that you need to have the discipline to have a game plan and to stick to it regardless of the score or match situation. And this is much, much easier said than done. Most players are preoccupied with either the past or the future during their matches. I'm going to say that again because it's important. Rather, as and this is as opposed to staying present and executing to your highest degree possible what you need to do right now to win each individual point. Instead of that, most players are preoccupied with either the past or the future. Now, let me give you a couple examples of that. Uh, being preoccupied with the past could mean all of a sudden after you win the first set, you're saying to yourself, well, last time I played this guy, I won easy. And the first set, more of the same. I just won that set, no problem. This match is going to be over pretty quickly. I kind of got ahead of myself there. That would that would be uh, thinking in the future. The, uh, an example of thinking in the past would be the last time I played this guy, I crushed him. Or last week, I blew three second sets. In other words, I won the first set easy, just like I just did. But last week, right after that happened, I blew the second set, and there's a huge momentum swing. Those would be two quick examples of maybe being preoccupied with the past. And we have those thoughts pop into our mind, and it's very difficult for most of us to not have those thoughts just permeate in our heads and start focusing on those things, those worries, those anxieties, those fears. It can be very difficult to 
let those go and refocus on what you need to do right now in order to win this point. So that's being focused on the past. Uh, an example of focusing on the future could be, like I just said a minute ago, inadvertently, well, this, this match is going to be over in no time. I just won that first set easily. I'm going to be back in the locker room you know, before we know it. Or saying to yourself, man, winning this match is going to feel great. You know, focusing on the future outcome of what you're trying to execute on right now instead of focusing on the execution itself. So rather than focusing on the past or the future, you should be creating a simple game plan and narrowing your focus as exclusively as possible on executing it each and every point. That's what your focus should be on. Now, if you do that, those other things are irrelevant. And honestly, they, they really don't matter. What's happened in the past and what may or may not happen in the future, you don't control those things. And spending mental energy on them and allowing your focus to drift to those things can be nothing but bad for your performance. It will not help you. It will take your, your focus away from what's important, what you actually do control, and the elements that you do have a bearing on and ultimately will help you win the match. So you need to let the past go, let the future go, and focus on the task at hand, which is much, much easier said than done. There's you know, huge <laughs> books and courses and seminars and you know, coaching and all kinds of stuff focused on just that concept alone. Obviously, we just have a short time to work with here today together, but We'll leave it at that, and I'll touch on a couple other things as we go through my outline here. But that brings me to a close for reason number one why players have a second set slump. You let your guard down, you relax, and you start to focus on the past or the future. Now, reason number two why players have that second set slump is they get tight or conservative. They win that first set easily, and now all of a sudden they start to try to protect that lead. And as a result, everything tightens up. And so this player a lot of times starts thinking about the future and saying, man, I sure don't want to blow another second set. I'd, I'd better play it safe. I'd better be conservative. And this ends up being what players refer to as playing not to lose, meaning they're playing very, very conservatively, not wanting to screw it up, as opposed to playing to win, hitting the shots that you know you're capable of, going for the shots that you know that you have the ability to hit. Instead of that, you pull back and you hope your opponent screws up first before you do so that you don't have to take any chances for the fear of blowing the sets or blowing the match. I'm sure this feels, this sounds very, very familiar. I mean, if we're honest with ourselves, this has happened to all of us. Some players have a pattern of doing this, but any of us that have competed any number of times knows what this feels like. It's very, very frustrating. It can be very, very um, demoralizing to have this happen over and over again. Now, again, just like with cause number one, getting tight and conservative, the root problem here is not staying grounded in the present. You're not using the shots you know you can make. Instead, you're focused on your fear of the possible outcome. And as a result, you get tight and you get conservative. Now, just because you stay in the present, you stay loose and relaxed and you execute to the best of your ability, it doesn't mean that you're not 
still going to make some mistakes. You're always going to make some mistakes. You'll always miss some shots. The, the, really, the secret here is, is accepting that, realizing that it is reality, not taking it so seriously, and just commit to, to the shots that you know that you're capable of and play the game that you know you can play. Once again, easier said than done. I, I fully understand that, but uh, hopefully this, this overview and kind of mindset is, is helpful for you, Mitch, and everybody else listening. So that was number two, uh, getting tight and conservative, a reason why there's that second set letdown or slump. And reason number three, three that we'll talk about is the tactical one, and you'll find that this actually comes back pretty strongly to mental uh, toughness and focus as well. But reason number three is they make tactical adjustments. And a smart opponent will do that. A smart opponent will not go down with the ship after they lose the first set 6-2. A smart opponent and a good opponent is not going to get down on themselves and say, oh man, well this match is over and just throw in the towel. A smart opponent is not only going to bear down, as, as I described in that uh, the first section of today's show, not only are they going to redouble their efforts to focus and clean up their game and find out what works, but a smart opponent will also try something totally different from what they did in the first set. It may be a wildly different approach to their game. Instead of grinding it out from the baseline, maybe they'll start serving and volleying all of a sudden, and they'll play the game completely different. And if you don't adjust back, then there can be a huge momentum shift very, very quickly. And typically, this is caused by being preoccupied with the past or the future. And when that happens, we don't identify the changes that our opponents make because we're completely focused on something other than what is happening right now. The present goes completely unnoticed, and instead we're worried about what is going to happen at the end of this match, or we're worried about um, the history repeating itself, maybe you know a pattern of outcomes that we've had up until this match. We're worried, oh no, what if that happens? And then of course, inevitably, that's exactly what does happen because we're not taking care of what needs to be taken care of in the present right now. And our minds are preoccupied with that fear. So we need to stay away from, when our opponent makes that smart adjustment, being obsessed with what could happen and all of a sudden that the set is over, you know, in an instant. If if we fall for that trap of going down that rabbit hole of worry and fear and playing conservatively and they make an adjustment and all these things kind of snowball, the match can be over very, very quickly. And a lot of times we kind of look up after the handshake and say, What 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 just happened there? And you didn't really even have much awareness of at all of what took place over the last, you know, half an hour if it's just a quick momentum shift in that second set. So the solution, again, is staying acutely aware about what is working in the present, what isn't working in the present, right here and now with this opponent in this match on this court, and what tactics your opponent is using. You must be present enough and aware enough to take note of what those things are. And this can only happen if you keep your focus in the moment instead of being distracted by things that you can't control. And because you can't control those things, they're not going to help you win the match at hand. 
So being aware of what your opponent is doing is is the first step. Of course, realizing what they're doing is is one thing, but then you also have to counter back and you have to make a tactical adjustment of your own to try to hopefully get the upper hand again and figure out how to win that second set. So just as a quick review, Mitch, three main reasons why players have a big second set slump. Either number one, they relax. They say, all right, you know, this match is in the bag. It's over with. Might as well shake hands now because I've got the momentum. I won that set easy. This is going to be over quick. And before you know it, the tables have turned on you. Number two, you're getting tight or conservative. You start playing not to lose. And that's a result of being uh, kind of obsessed with the outcome, being concerned and fearful about the outcome instead of focusing on the present and what you're doing right now, executing on what you can control in the moment. And number three, they make tactical, I'm sorry, tactical adjustments. They make adjustments to their strategy. You are too um, absorbed in things other than what are happening right now. And so as a result, you're unable to make your own adjustments back. The result of all three of these is a huge momentum shift. And so hopefully the descriptions, the solutions, the advice that I gave here is helpful to you, Mitch, and everybody else that has tuned in today. This can be a really, really frustrating thing that happens to you on the courts. And so I hope that you can really apply what you've heard uh, today. It's helpful. It helps you avoid even just here and there, if, if you can help avoid these big momentum shifts, it can go a really long ways towards winning more matches and having a more enjoyable experience on the courts. For more free game-improving instruction, be sure to check out EssentialTennis.com, where you'll find hundreds of video, audio, and written lessons. Also, be sure to subscribe to Essential Tennis on iTunes and YouTube, where we are the number one resource in the world, providing passionate instruction for passionate tennis players. Thank you so much for listening today. Take care and good luck with your tennis.